Thank you for joining us again, and welcome back to Conversations with Father Greg. In this episode, we have a homily for Sunday, April 24th, 2022, in which we celebrate the second Sunday in the season of Easter. Let's begin with a reading from John's Gospel. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen me and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you might come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. The Gospel of Christ May I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, hi there, everyone, and thank you for joining us again today. The other day, I stopped by to visit my neighbor. Admittedly, I had not called ahead, but was just popping by to give him some mail that had been misdelivered. I knocked and could hear footsteps approach from the other side of the heavy apartment door. The peephole darkened for a moment, and in that moment... I knew that my friend was looking out into the hallway, deciding whether or not to open the door. Eventually, the door opened, and my friend stood in the doorway with a smile on his face. He welcomed me in, offered me something to drink, and we sat and chatted for a bit. It was a pleasant visit, and I doubt whether it would have happened if my friend hadn't trusted me enough to open the door to his home and invite me in. Our Gospel reading for today comes from the second last chapter in John's Gospel. 
In the first portion of that reading, we read about some of Jesus' early appearances to his disciples after his resurrection. These encounters, particularly as they pertain to St. Thomas, are quite familiar to many of us. I'd encourage you to listen to the episode dated April 11, 2021, in which we explore Jesus' encounter with Thomas in greater depth. I've included a link to that episode from last year in the notes for today's episode. But in this episode, I would like us to focus on what John includes in his gospel immediately following those early accounts of the resurrected Jesus. John writes, Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. John is being pretty direct here. He is not offering his reader an exhaustive day-to-day account of everything that Jesus thought, said, or did during his ministry. John's goal is to give us enough information to make an informed decision about whether or not to believe in Jesus as the Christ, the Son of God. Dr. Rene Schreiner observes that the Greek word that is often translated into English as either faith or believe can also mean trust. She writes, the nuances of the Greek verb range from trusting in something or someone, relying on something or someone, to believing something is true. The English word believe has a predominantly cognitive emphasis. Our brain either assents or it does not. Trust, on the other hand, is more relational and exists on a spectrum, often encompassing the feelings that influence our thoughts and actions. Hence, we often associate believing with our heads and associate trusting with our hearts. Rereading our passage from John's Gospel while embracing the nuance of trust inherent in the original Greek, we find it reads like this. Jesus' words to Thomas, Do not be distrusting, but trusting. And, Are you trusting because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to trust. John also writes, The purpose of the gospel is that it is written so that you may come to trust that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through trusting you may have life in his name. This helps us to see the scene that we've just read in a different light. Recently liberated from the grave, Jesus appeared to the disciples as they were hiding behind barricaded doors, paralyzed by fear. When the resurrected Jesus spoke to those first shocked disciples, he wasn't simply asking them to give their intellectual assent to some abstract concept. He was asking them to trust him. We begin to see that this is the difference between a static intellectual concept and something that is both dynamic and organic. 
John picks up on that theme when he goes on to write that the point of trusting Jesus is that we might have life in Christ's name. Our trust in God leads us to live our lives in a new way. Trusting Jesus and learning to follow his teachings and his example means learning to interact with the world and with other people in new ways. After all, Jesus is the one who taught his disciples to love those who hate them and to pray for those who mistreat them. But this was more than just theoretical teaching. As they stood together in that room, the disciples knew that he had spent his very life to model what he had been telling them. The theory had been put into practice. It is a way of life that's about making choices that are empowering and life-giving, recognizing others as being made in God's image, even if that image may be hard to recognize at times. It's a way of life that invites us to engage the world and each other with generosity and abundance, not out of a place of fear and scarcity. As Jesus met with the disciples that evening, he renewed his invitation for them to follow him into a new way of life. It was an invitation to move beyond the fear that confined them in that upper room. Empowered by the gift of God's Holy Spirit, they would be inspired to see and to do things beyond their wildest imagination. Not only would their lives change, but through their partnership with God, they would change the world. The first step was to trust in the one who had so profoundly changed their lives. The second step was to put that trust into action. Our reading from John's Gospel does not end with an invitation to that first generation of disciples. Jesus said to Thomas, Have you trusted because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to trust. Jesus knew that he would be commissioning these people to go and to tell others what they had seen and done. That spirit of invitation began in first-century Palestine, but would spread throughout the world and throughout time. That invitation to trust in Christ was a spark that would be fanned into the flames of Pentecost, spreading all over the world and throughout the centuries. It's an invitation that extends to you and I today. Like that first generation of Jesus' followers, you and I are invited to place our trust in Christ, not only welcoming him in, but also inviting others along for the journey. The good news is that accepting the invitation to trust does not mean that we must have everything all figured out. Like Thomas and the others, we are welcomed with our questions and our doubts. Like starting out on a journey, this is an invitation to begin a relationship that builds and grows over time. As we journey deeper into relationship, we welcome others along the way. Let's pray. O oh God, our beginning and our end, 
Accept our doubts, heal our desire for certainty, and by your Spirit's gentle touch, make us a people forgiven and forgiving. Through Jesus Christ, the giver of peace. Amen.